Welcome to S-Class, the highest tier in podcasting. With me, as always, is Robert, and I am your host, Justin. Today, we want to talk about that one person who changes your anime and manga life. I think we all have one, the one who, who kind of is the gateway to this world. And for both of us, it's one person. And we referenced him quite a few times, and we shall call him Kevin. You know, you use the term gateway to our anime life. But I think of it more so as the person that ruined our lives and set us off on this awful path of having an anime YouTube channel, essentially, right? In a way, it's been a downward spiral since I've known this man. That is a very good point, yes. Before we, we have some stories, some very unfortunate stories to tell about our friend Kevin. But before that, why don't we set the stage, tell a little bit of background about how we met this person and how he came into our lives. I'll start first because I've known this man since I was five when we were we children. Um, we used to take the bus home from school together and he was a big DBZ fan and he's been watching anime and stuff for years and he knew how to torrent at the age of like six and I was watching Pokemon and we would have arguments about who would win Goku versus Mewtwo and he'd always just shit on my life and be like, you don't even understand like the power levels of Goku in this arc. It was like this. He knew the exact numbers of every single power level. Um, even the theoretical ones. He still does. (laughs) He still does to this point, 25 years later. And, um, he had the most immaculate collection of weekly shonen jumps sent to his house. I didn't even know what anime was at this point. And he had all this stuff going on. Wasn't he also scanning gash bell in like fourth grade? I think it was a little bit later on. Oh, he, was, so, uh, in, he was definitely involved in the process of getting Gashbell online. He, I think around middle school or early high school, he was uh, a scanlator. Can, can we say his scanlation name? No. No? No. No. Okay. We, we need some mystery here. Okay. Okay. Uh, do you even know his scanlation name? I feel like I don't remember, actually. Okay, I'll tell you after. I'll tell you after the podcast. <laughs> but this dude was all in the anime forums. But the the worst part about Kevin is that he was very popular in school, but he wouldn't admit that he liked any of this stuff. So he's like, "Don't talk to me when we're doing when we're talking about any of this anime stuff." He's like a closeted weeaboo. Oh, he very much hit his power level. Yes, yeah, hit his power level at all times. Um, so he could fit in with the normies. But then, like, secretly, he'd be like, okay, we're friends again on the weekends, and we'd watch Naruto and things like that. And now being a weeb is what being a normie is. They've ruined our culture. We were there before. Now we're just hipster weebs. I know. It sucks. I hate it. Rob, what, what is your introduction? I don't even know if I know the origin story for you. Oh, we were just in the same fourth grade class together, and that was it. <laughs> and somehow, I gravitated to this this human being, and like you said with the torrenting, like... As a fourth grader, I went to his house and he was like showing me George Carlin stand up comedy. And I was like, What are we doing? We're 10. Age of like <laughs> nine or 10, right? Like he knew all the messed up things about the internet. He also, I would never want to play lightsabers with him because I would play lightsabers with John, who's been on the podcast many times. And John was like light. He wouldn't try to hurt us. Like we would just do it for fun. We were sparring. But when we did it at Kevin's house, he would just like slam it like he was going for the kill. So I never wanted to play lightsabers with him anymore. Kevin was like low key violent. Like I would hang out with him and his brother would come in every once in a while. He's like, his brother's five years older in either early college or late high school. He's like, I won't fight with Kevin. Kevin will beat the shit out of me. And Kevin was like this lanky little middle schooler at that point. So terrible. (laughs) Do you want me to start off with my first story? 
Yeah, yeah. Yours is great. Yours is yours is uh, perfect. Okay, so actually, let me start with like the first way I got introduced to manga. Back in the day, I didn't even know what manga was. Like, I'd watch anime on Toonami and stuff like that. But Kevin would send me individual zip files of Death Note, chapter by chapter, over AIM Instant Messenger. And I would download them, unzip them using WinRAR, and then read them one at a time. I was like, oh, this is really interesting. But I don't even know, like, what this comic is. I didn't even know it was from Japan. I didn't know it was in Shonen Jump. I was just reading week by week. He'd send me individual scanlations rather than just sending me the website to read it because it was his secret source that no one could know <laughs> about. And later on, he introduced me to Naruto and we would binge watch Naruto at his house for like a few weekends. And finally, we get up to the what is it? The the mist arc, the first major arc and spoilers for Naruto. But you probably everyone listening has probably seen this at this yeah, point. It's been 25 years. As in 25 years, go watch Naruto if you haven't already. But Sasuke and Naruto are fighting Haku, the, the ice kid with the demon mirrors. And Sasuke takes a bunch of needle blasts to save Naruto. And he's just like covered in needles, incapacitated, bleeding to death. And I was like, oh, my God, like this is so tense. I'm like 12 years old. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see what happens. Kid clicks space bar on this, pauses the screen. He's like, do you think Sasuke's dead? <laughs> I'm like... No, he's like the second main character, bro. We're like episode 10. There's no way he's dead. He's like, I was like, just turn it back on, dude. And he's like, no, wait. Yeah. Then he goes to his shelves of Shonen Jump, pulls out the manga. He's like, see, the anime censored. And he flips to the page. He's like, look how, <laughs> look at how bloody he is. Look how dead he is. He's like, now do you think he's dead? And I say, <laughs> no, I still, I don't care how bloody or how many needles he has. Like, he's the second main character. He's still alive. Can we watch the show? He's like, No. <laughs> We're not allowed to watch this until you admit that he's dead. I was like, are you serious? <laughs> yep, we're not We're not watching it. We're not watching it until he says he's dead. So we go back and forth for a minute before I'm just like, fine. Put it on. He is dead. I admit it. He's dead. He clicks it. An episode or two passes. And Sasuke is like, coughs blood and gets back up. And he's like, ah, you're an idiot. You thought he was dead? <laughs> you're such a moron. You fell <laughs> for it. You're an idiot. And I just had the most deadpan face. I was so angry. But that was the only way I was allowed to watch Naruto um, you know, doing things like this in my middle school. But childhood. that's not even that's not even the worst part of what he did to you with Naruto. Oh, you want me to go into part two already? Yeah. I mean, this kid <laughs> murdered you solely with Naruto. So I wanted to watch more Naruto. And I think maybe I got up to maybe I got up to like mid Chunin exams. Like maybe we were in the forest of death. And in the actual series, they were probably up to like the Dryas Tsunade arc like they were way ahead I was like Kevin can you put these on a flash drive or like a CD for me to bring home and watch them or can we watch them together and he's like no you're not allowed to I was like can you teach me how to download them he's like no it's too hard you're not smart enough <laughs> I was like are you serious so I'm like 30-40 episodes behind the canon so I'm so frustrated I asked my mom if we can go buy these from some bootleg Chinese website and I'm like 11, 12. I spent over $150 on these bootleg Chinese Naruto DVDs. With and this is in like subs. the year, what, 2000, 2001? Something like that. Yeah. And that's like a lot of money, especially yeah. for a kid. That's like a bunch of allowance money for me. And I get them. I play them on my PS2. And the quality shit, the subtitles are horrible. But like, I'm just so happy to be watching this. And then Kevin says to me, let me know how the quality of those DVDs are. Maybe I'll buy them myself because he wanted to start a collection. Then he looks, he watches an episode with me. He's like, this is shit quality. Why would you buy this? <laughs> <laughs> I 
I was <laughs> it was his fault. <laughs> I was just so angry that it's like the reason I bought these is because you won't share them with me. And then my other friend, uh, my other friend DJ, who's like not the not a genius or anything, so we didn't think much of it. He's like, "What do you mean you don't know how to torrent? It's so easy. You just go to this website, you click this button." And I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> like I thought it was some sort of rocket science that I really couldn't do. But Always this kid just—he was just gatekeeping it. He was just gatekeeping it because he wanted to be superior. And somehow we're still friends with him today. Yeah, yeah. Twenty-five so, years later, still. That's the Naruto saga. How look how dead he is. <laughs> look how dead he is. <laughs> I think that might be my best story. So I'm, I went, I went off strong, but I got a couple more in my pocket. You see, with me and him, I was more so like his anime apprentice, where he like very slowly introduced me to things in a very specific order. He saved certain things for like, no, no. First, you have to watch Yu Yu Hakusho. You're not ready for Berserk yet. You're not. You're <laughs> gonna, you're, you have to level up. But the biggest f you to me was with Kaiji. <laughs> and Kaiji is basically every episode ends on a cliffhanger. It's it's a gambling anime, and the guy's just life is absolute garbage. He's constantly failing and just messing up. And then we watched two seasons worth of it together, like 45, 46 episodes. And then I wasn't going to be able to see him for like a couple of weeks. So I was like, can you just give me like the last two or three episodes? And he was like, yeah, sure. I'll put it on a thumb drive. You take it home. You finish it. <laughs> We're on like... The end of season two, which is like the end of the anime, you know, every episode is building up to a huge cliffhanger and I have the thumb drive. I'm blasting those, watching those last two episodes. And then the last episode I have ends and it's very clearly that clear that the, the show is not over. There's supposed to be more episodes. <laughs> I'm like, what did you do? Why did you do that? <laughs> and he just texts back, Zawa, Zawa, <laughs> which is like the the sound effect in kaiji that denotes that something bad is happening and that's all i got and then i had to wait weeks to finish the anime what a piece of shit though that being said i refused i drove back to his house i was like you were giving me this last episode i was like i'm not waiting because i I went home and watched it like immediately and i was like are you kidding me you're trying to pull that on me i'm not justin you don't treat me like this speaking of how he treats me this this I think this one happened before your kaiji story, which probably influenced him doing this to you. I was watching One Piece and I was getting through the Alabast arc, and Kevin generously gave me like twenty episodes of One Piece in the Alabasta arc, leading up to the fight with Crocodile. And I was like, "Whoa, this is like a treasure trove!" And I watched every single episode on that flash drive, and I was like, "Whoa, this is like..." I mean, it's not great, but like, I'm just so happy to be enjoying this series. And then the very last episode, they just, they finally make it to Alabasta, which means <laughs> I watched about 15 episodes of filler with the fighting dugongs, the the crab and the camel called eyelashes who each had their own little mini arc. I'm pretty sure the crab isn't even a real character. I think he might be a real character, but <laughs> he, he got a lot of in-depth storytelling in those 10 to 15 episodes. And they're like, Yes, we finally made it. We're in Alabasta. I was like, wait, I thought I was getting the whole arc. <laughs> so you got all of that, but you didn't actually get Alabasta. No, I got everything leading while they were walking through the desert. Oh, you know who else I got to really know? I got to know Ace. I got so much Ace backstory that isn't canon. <laughs> I think Ace shows up for like two episodes in the actual manga or two two chapters and saves their ass. But he's like adventuring with them through the desert. We're like, oh, this is Luffy's cool big brother. No actual content there, but... Really fleshed him out. 
It, it sounds like he actually did you a favor. If you want to call it that. Until the fact that you didn't actually get to watch Alabasta. I, I'd say that was the main issue there. <laughs> he knew what he was doing. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, <laughs> I'm curious about what your next story is going to be. Uh, I have, you know, here's the thing. We have pleasant stories, too. We've highlighted the negative and the hilarious, but... Oh, I can't think of any of the pleasant ones, so... Well, like I said, he he was kind of like the master as I was the apprentice. And he would show me things and we'd watch them together. We would normally have a great time other than with the end of Kaiji. So watching through Gash Bell together was just a life-changing experience. And... I wouldn't trade it for the world. And it, you know what it was nice about it is like sometimes you'd be there to watch a few episodes. Sometimes right. some of our other friends would be there to watch a few episodes. And we were going through the whole thing together through the ups and the downs of Komchiki no Gash Bell. Kevin and I were sitting there drinking vanilla Cokes, eating Hershey bars <laughs> all on his dime. It was great. Didn't spend, didn't spend a dime. He, he definitely took care of you on those Saturday nights. He would, he would yeah. spend like 50 to a hundred dollars on candy and soda in in, th- in those ways, I do appreciate him. He's very generous in that respect. And we watched so many good things. We watched Yu Yu Hakusho together. We watched your Death Note together. We watched um, American Psycho together. I don't know American why. I, I, he took a little anime break when we watched a movie one night. <laughs> uh, hard Gay. Yes, yes. Oh, Mr. Ando. Mr. Ando of the Woods, of course. Ando Another of great Woods. one. Um, and then finally, you know, once... He got me through everything that I needed to get through. Then, and only then, he finally gave me the file to read Berserk. Which wasn't your favorite anyway. No, I didn't. You know, it was, it was, <laughs> I respect Berserk. I understand why people love it. It was okay. It was 7 <laughs> out of 10. <laughs> wow. Sacrilege. <laughs> it, was, it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> Minus 20 unsubscribed. <laughs> <laughs> that might do it, yeah. I'm trying to think, because there's... Definitely more that we watched through together because I really had to earn Berserk. We watched a lot of JoJo with him. Oh my god, that's right, JoJo too. I remember sitting in his living room and we watched Stardust Crusaders, the car arc. That was miserable. <laughs> yeah, but when we were watching the Dio fight and um, what was the the Darby Brothers fights? Those were hilarious. The the gambling fight. The, yeah, thing. that's that's the yeah, Darby yeah, Brothers. Yeah, the Darby. Yeah, there, that's there right. Good JoJo too. Yeah, you got you got some good memories. I got some more bad ones if you want them. <laughs> you have more bad ones? <laughs> oh, of course. I got I got twenty five years of history with this dude. You know what? No, let me let me give you another bad one. And this isn't anime specific, but it's Yu Gi Oh specific. Okay. Because oh, I know th- this one's good. For as good as he always was to me, other than Kaiji, he would screw me out of Yu Gi Oh cards and had no problem doing it. The dude has more money than God too, so there's no necessity to do this. No. No, he took advantage of my ignorance and would always, like, trade me, you know, the cards I wanted, like a Dark Magician Girl. And he'd be like, oh, this card sucks. I'll take this. I'll give you the Dark Magician Girl. I know you love this. He knew. Do you remember what he took for your no, Dark I, Magician I, I, Girl? I don't actually remember, no. I do remember that you were really horny for the Dark Magician Girl in your high school years. And you're like, I'll take it. Like, no, I'll it, do anything to get that it's, card. It's an iconic card. Do you still have her? Oh, yeah, of course. Can you still see the picture? I did take it out. <laughs> I, I did take it out of my deck, though. Did it really match the whole rest of the warrior theme? No, because I I do have a good deck. And I, I you know obviously if I was playing against you, it wouldn't matter that I was using a deck with yeah, a position girl. Here. But 
when I want to play Kevin, who actually has like good, well-structured, expensive decks, I can't have Dark Magician Girl sitting in there. This motherfucker threw out... Kevin moved many years ago, like 10 years ago, and I kept my deck at his house because that's where we would play. It's not like people were playing Yu-Gi-Oh! in the streets. Um, and he, him or his mom threw out my deck of all these like ultra rares and all of my, my double Jinzo deck. And uh, I haven't, I haven't played since. I'm, you know what? That's still on you. I, I don't know why you didn't that take better care of your stuff. I, that is not on me. I do not leave any of my things anywhere. That's because you're paranoid. Yeah, rightfully so. Your deck got thrown out. <laughs> I don't think that's on me. If you were paranoid like me, you would still have your deck. <laughs> don't don't stand on your on your soapbox preaching to me. I don't. I'm not taking this. No, you were wrong in this. So if you leave something at my house, I have the right to throw it away. I don't, you don't have I the right to throw a... it away. But so you... so he violated my rights. I think he violated the rights of common decency. But that should have been expected. This kid made you buy $150 worth of Naruto DVDs from China in 2003. I could have planned better, but does it make him right? It doesn't make him right, but it also makes you wrong. I don't think I'm wrong. I think I could have prepared better. I I didn't do anything wrong, technically. No, I don't pity you. You did do something wrong. If you want your (laughs) things taken care of, you take care of them yourself. This is why I don't lend you anything anymore. (laughs) <laughs> I don't throw your stuff out. I just keep it. You just you just steal it. <laughs> this is why I have trust issues, everybody. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I replaced your Yatsuba. This, I'm not getting into this right now. <laughs> this is a story for a different day. Uh, okay. I got one more story. There was a game that we would play a lot. We were obsessed with it for a certain period uh, called Zoids Battle Legends. You know what Zoids is? No, I have no idea what Zoids is. Zoids is an anime about like robot animals that they, it's like a sport. It'd be like a three on three giant robot animal fight with like guns and claws and stuff like that. And we would play this game on the GameCube for a few months and we were, we were all really into it. And one day it was like early on in getting this game. Kevin was really into it, but he didn't have it. So I go home. I'm going to play more of it in the story mode. And I open my GameCube box and it's empty. <laughs> Kevin had switched out the two the two games. And I was so upset. I must have been like 12 or 13. And I was just like, how could he do this to me? <laughs> Greatest anime betrayals. I got a video game story for you too then. Okay. If we're going into that territory. So... I think I think it's a total open court. Do whatever you want to say about this man, because I don't want to talk about him again after this episode. So he's he puts hours upon hours into whatever video game that we're all playing, but like he will never be better than myself and John. So when Smash Bros. <laughs> Brawl came out, he was like big time pit main, just focused on training his pit, trying to be better than everyone else. So one day I'm at his house, the two of us are just playing one on one. And I'm playing against his pit, and it's really annoying because in Smash Bros. Brawl, pit was kind of broken. So just I was, a uh, forward B. Exactly. So I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm not doing this. So I picked pit against his pit, and I utterly destroyed him in like three straight matches. And then just silence. He turns off his Wii and just says, I think it's time to leave. <laughs> I was like, okay, I think I broke him. <laughs> He, he has a very low threshold of butthurtness. He can give it. He can't. He can't take it very well. No, he does not take it very well. Ultra competitive, which is unfortunate because he's terrible at Smash Bros. He's not very good. Not that I can talk, but he he tries a lot harder than I do. No, he's he's definitely better than you, but he's substantially worse than John and I. 
relax, relax a little bit. We're seeing him tomorrow. I'll show, I'll show you where I rank in the, in the list. You're like fifth. <laughs> wow, that's rough. Out of the six people we hang out with, <laughs> I think I beat you last week. I was having an off week. Okay. Oh, you're allowed to have off weeks, and I'm just bad. Is that how it works? Yeah, that's that's how that works. <laughs> It's it's not that you have uh, 10 consecutive off weeks and then the week I lose, it's like, oh, I just had a bunch of off weeks for the past three years. I'd say that's how it works in my book. Okay, whatever helps it. you sleep at night. It does. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would like you to share a story about a board game that we played <laughs> at his house. <laughs> You know, maybe we'll maybe we'll close it out there unless you have something else that you want to put in there before we, we I, save it. I think the absolute beauty of Kevin is his ability to see so far into the future and plan things so strategically that in a three hour game of risk, he can build up to a betrayal that leaves a grown man in tears. People who don't know risk, it's a board <laughs> game. You have to gather your troops and take over the world. I wasn't here for this one, so I'd like to hear it, it from your perspective. It is a game of utter betrayal, and you can work together with other people, but the intention is throughout the game that you're going to betray them. There's like five of you there, I believe, and he forms an alliance with one guy. <laughs> you guys are playing for like hours, two, three, absolute hours, two, three hours, and you're getting tired at this point. And homeboy is like, oh, yeah, the two of us are going to rule the world. And then in the very last arc, the what does is, he do? He he turns on the kid. And this doesn't even benefit him. This does not benefit Kevin. Kevin loses the game, ultimately. He played <laughs> and set up this entire game just for this betrayal. He didn't then, He didn't even win. He didn't want to he win. S- he had no intentions of winning. He, he won in his heart. Oh, yes. He, he, he was a winner because he made a grown man cry over a game of Risk. And what does he sing while he's betraying him? Just on and on. Just disregarding the broken man sitting next to him <laughs> i think everyone won that night except for that one guy oh my god that was it was brutal it was brutal i wish i was there i wish i was there that night i haven't played risk since because uh, you're not going to top that game i don't think i played risk since and i wasn't even in that game oh <laughs> 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 uh, well tomorrow we're going to see him for the holidays what shenanigans will we be up to the world will see we'll find out Robert, any other stories to leave us off with? <laughs> I just I just find it funny that we spent the past 20 minutes basically saying all the ways that this person has ruined our life. Yet we're going to title this video as our anime mentor, our anime leader, our anime, like, you know, angel. That's, that's not what I was going to call it. <laughs> Depends who's editing this episode. You'll know, you'll know who, who edited it based on the title. Our anime sage. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I would never call him any of those words. <laughs> I, I, you know, he is the person that introduced us to this life and then utterly destroyed us throughout it. Perhaps there's an alternate universe where I don't, I never got into anime and I actually had a successful life and I never knew him. I can't imagine that being the case. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, everyone, thank you for listening as always. And if you have an anime mentor or just a friend who's a piece of shit that you want like to share with us. <laughs> Feel free to tell us all of the stories that you have about them in the comments, and we'd love to hear them too. As always, thanks so much, and we'll catch you guys later.